This is Juliana McIntosh. And I'm Brad Sutton. And, and this, this is, is The Art of, of Drinking. Drinking. With Join Jules. And your favorite uncle. This is the best home bartending podcast. Where you learn how to make two drinks. A classic. And a twist. Plus a little backstory on the cocktail. So you have an interesting story to tell when you serve your guests. Your home crafted masterpiece. Hi, Brad. <laughs> Hi, Jules. How Hi, are you? Jules. I am so giddy to talk about this cocktail. I can't even tell you. I'm so giddy. No, Brad, you don't even have to tell me because I know how excited you are because the only time I've ever had this was with you and you raved about <laughs> this cocktail and you made it for me. And I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised because I was thinking it was going to be something like a screwdriver. And I'm like, I don't see the point in those. They're kind of basic and boring. And then we were sipping on these and I was like, you know what? There's a there there. I like these. There is. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, this cocktail, the Harvey Wallbanger, often gets associated with the death of cocktails, right? Or people are like, oh, those things suck. They're from the 70s. It's right up there with the Amaretto Sour, what's made with the sour mix. But the Amaretto Sour has made a comeback. Oh, big time. And the Harvey Wallbanger needs to make a comeback. So we'll talk about this in the history, kind of stick around for that whole spiel on the history because I got a mission to put you all on. Wait, can I say it? Yes. Hashtag wallbanger. <laughs> you love this drink. And I agree with I you. I think we were talking about it in the Amaretto Sour recipe. The sour mix and those old classic cocktails got a bad rap now because they're using those mixes. They're using the fake citrus and the yeah, stuff that's yeah. neon green and neon orange. If you make this with fresh citrus... Game changed. And you'll want to have this for your morning cocktail instead of a mimosa, instead of a screwdriver. Totally. This is such a great cocktail for the morning time. Yeah. Jules. Hair of the donk. Can I tell you how I fell into the Harvey Wallbanger? Honestly? Did I ever tell you this story? No, I've never heard it. And I'm yeah, so- I've never told you this story? No, no. I'm ready. For starters, your dad was there. Uh-oh. <laughs> it is 19-something, and I had just turned 21. Okay. And so I'm out in Lake Tahoe. Wow. We rented, we, <laughs> my mom, rented a <laughs> nice. cabin with your dad and your mom. And I think Daniel was there, your uncle. And so we rented this cabin up in Tahoe on, I shouldn't say up in Tahoe, more on, down on South Shore, right? Okay. South Lake Tahoe. That's yep. where all the casinos are and stuff, right? So we go into town and I'm sitting down at the blackjack table. Your dad had just signed with Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's okay. going to play baseball in Japan. So he's high on life right now. Yeah, but here's the funny thing. So we're like, we're playing blackjack and your dad's sweating bullets over $5. Like, meanwhile, I'm a broke college student and I'm playing $5 a hand and it looks like he's pulling out thumbnails and putting them on the table. No, never <laughs> been a good game. bullets. Yeah. And I'm like, he looks at me and goes, I can't believe I'm so nervous. I just signed a contract for a million dollars and I'm nervous about $5 a hand. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of silly. <laughs> He's never been a gambler. Mm -mm. <laughs> never. So anyway, cocktail waitress walks up and she's like, can I get you a cocktail, sir? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm good because I'm like, oh, God, I don't have the money. Like, I only have like $20 to gamble yeah, with. And yeah. he's like, no, 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 dude, they're, they're free. You can totally get a cocktail. They're free. And I was like, oh, sure. And now I'm like panicking because I'm like, I, I can't think of a drink. I can't think of a drink. I can't think of a drink. And I was like, can I get a Harvey Wallbanger? <laughs> and the... <laughs> 
<laughs> the whole things. table, like the dealer might have stopped mid deal. Like, what did he just ask? like? Here's this kid asking for a Harvey Wallbanger. Oh, my and, God. And so she looks down on a notepad. She's like, raises her eyebrows. She's like, okay, you know. <laughs> it comes oh, back. God. You're with a Bud Light for your dad and a Harvey Wallbanger for me. Yeah. And that was it. I was like, well, damn it. That's pretty good. Wow. Free Harvey Wallbanger for your first time. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then I went back to college and ordered a drink at the bar, you know, in downtown St. Cloud. And people are like, what? What a weird ask. Random. I know. Wow. I, I couldn't think of what to, I like. I couldn't think of it. Like, so your um, mind went to Harvey Wallbanger. Just Harvey Wallbanger. Yep. Not like a gin and tonic or whiskey, whiskey and Coke. No. No, not whiskey, Coke. Like, no. Just well. Harvey Wallbanger. <laughs> Good for you, Brad. You know what? Some things never change. I would expect that of you now <laughs> on the spot. Uh huh. Wallbanger. <laughs> Hashtag Wallbanger. God. Yep. That's great. Yeah, the first time I ever had a Harvey Wallbanger was with you, and it was during our Christmas holidays when we come out a couple of weeks before the holiday, and I think we were out doing our family. And for those of you listening, in Minnesota, their family all lives together, so it's my well, not in the same house. We're just, no, no, yeah, in the neighborhood. Oddly enough, nobody has a good reason. We just all live by one another. Yeah, no, it's it fantastic. just worked out that way. So we did like a family prep call. So we started at my grandma's, we started at my cousin, and then we went to my cousins, and then we went to your house. And so we, by the end of it, at your house, we're singing. We are just, we are, we are loud <laughs> singing, and we're just continuing to sip cocktails. So that next morning, I mean, we were all slow moving. And I remember, <laughs> I think you had talked about it previously. You're like, I'm going to make Harvey Wallbangers. And then you asked me, and I didn't even, there was no rhyme or reason. I didn't even think about it. I was like, yeah, I'll have one. And so it's you, me, and our my other uncle, Uncle Tom, and we're just sipping these Harvey Wallbangers. And let me tell you, that set me right. That set me right as like the perfect hair of the dog right there. You got the fresh orange juice. You had the little vodka to kind of put you back on an even keel. Then you had that sweet Galliano. God, it was like the, you couldn't have given me anything better than that in that moment. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. Yeah. First timer. Yeah, it was good. So highly recommend. All right. Well, we could go on forever about memories here of family drinking extravaganzas, that's for sure. Right, yeah. Well, so what are we talking about today? We're going to go through the Harvey Wallbanger. Yes. You have got a orange or a Harvey Wallbanger creamsicle. What's your We're doing what's your Harvey's drink? orange creamsicle. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go into the history of the Harvey Wallbanger. Yeah. And challenge you all to start bringing the banger back. And then, Jules, you got tips for us. Yeah, we're going to talk about citrus. So how to pick them and what to look out for this winter citrus season. Sweet. That's our show today, folks. (laughs) That's our show. Okay, well, let's get into making a cocktail. I'm a little thirsty. Let's do it. All right. Brad, it's funny. When we do these, it seems like my place where I make the cocktails changes almost every time. But I think we're situated here. That's the beauty about being mobile. Yeah, yeah. You know, mobile bar, mobile jewels. Oh, is this, is, so am I looking at the perma bar? Well, we're still building the ADU, but this is the studio bar that is here for now until we finish the build out outside. All right, right on. Yeah. I'm in the process of redoing my bar area here. Look at us. I'm going to put in kind of a faux tin ceiling and I'm going to repaint the room and I got a new light fixture. Wow. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping by the time we record, maybe 
couple of recordings out, I'll have this space all done. So look at us redoing everything. Look at us go. Wow. Well, speaking of bar room, I'm excited for you to make your cocktail in your bar room because it's been a second since I've had this one. Yeah. And, you know, as I said at the top, this was the first cocktail I ever ordered yeah. <laughs> when I was 21. So this cocktail has a special place in my part. And I will tell you that I have had this cocktail many different ways. There's not really too many ways you can make this. But what I'm saying is with fresh juice, with juice from a box, juice from Simply Orange. And I have to tell you that I have discovered fresh squeezed orange juice is the only way to go with this drink because it just takes it to a whole new level. And you are talking to a Harvey Wall banger expert. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I'm not an expert, but I take your word for it. And I believe you because I agree. Good. All right. Well, I'm going to step over to my cocktail station here. And last week I used uh, a, a different microphone. I didn't like the way that okay. sounded. So I'm just going to kind of stick with my microphone as is. And it's just going to sound like I'm just a little farther yeah, away. Yeah. That's all. But We're getting a drink at the bar. You know, you're working. Yeah. Hey, yeah, here we go. I'm going to walk all the way over here Perfect. now. Here I am in my cocktail station. And I'm going to load my shaker cup with ice. And then I'm also going to load my glass up about three quarters of the way full. So what I got in front of me here is, of course, a shaker, right? And I've got my highball glass, which is a 12-ounce glass, because what we're going to put in is we're going to put in uh, two, three, four, six ounces of liquid, that liquid being fresh squeezed orange juice, Galliano, and then a little vodka. And then, of course, I've got my little garnish here ready to go as well. So you're ready. Let's get to cracking here. I'm going to take my two ounces of vodka that I already conveniently pre-measured and put that in. And then I'm going to take my orange juice. The Galliano is going to go on last, right? Because we're going to layer that in on the top. So two ounces of vodka is in the shaker. I'm going to add three and a half ounces of freshly squeezed orange juice. And then I'm going to shake for about 20 seconds, okay. which is why you're going to hear the little interlude music. 30 seconds later. Now, because I didn't bring my strainer up here, I'm going to use my shaker to strain the beverage. Ooh. So I'm just going to kind of turn the top upside down. Yeah. There we go. Yum. And then I'm going to take a spoon and I'm going to rest it over my beverage. I'm going to pour the Galliano so it layers in on the top. Ever so nice. Wow, look at that. Because it's like that vibrant yellow. Yeah, it's just a pretty bright yellow. And then we got to have a little garnish here. So I've got my... Oh, look at that. Orange wedge with a wow, cherry that's on beautiful. top. Not just any cherry, a fancy cherry. So let's give it a little taste here. That's as good as it gets right there. I'll come over back to the microphone. That is... Without a doubt, a good tasting Harvey Wallbanger. You want the orange juice and vodka yeah. to come through, which is, you know, it's a screwdriver, right? You want that to come through the Galliano as you're drinking it? It's yeah, perfect. I was going to ask. I feel like there's some recipes out there that shake all three together and pour it over ice, but you layer it. Is that the traditional, like that's the OG way you're supposed to make it? Yeah, you're supposed to layer that over there. You want, to, you want that looking pretty and you want to sip that right through. Don't throw the galley on the cocktail shaker. For God's sake. Yeah. Don't That's do that. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Well, it looks delicious. The first time I had one, by the way, Brad, really and truly, 
was with you. It was you, me, and Uncle Tom, and we were drinking. I think, full disclosure, people listening, I do think that that was a little hair of the dog. And I had some as well because that uh, that was a rough morning. But that really, that sets you straight. That's a good one. This is, without a doubt, a fantastic morning cocktail. This is great to have at brunch. Okay, well, Brad, we're recording this. It's still January. It's the dreaded January. But I have created a fun riff off your Harvey Wallbanger. And I have a recipe that is not using the Galliano for dry January, but I will also have the recipe that is using Galliano. But so I can drink during the podcast, I'm making it a mocktail version. But let me walk you through what we're making. And essentially, I'm going to make a Harvey orange creamsicle. So yeah, so essentially you're Mm. taking the same things, you know, if you're doing vodka, you'd add vodka and orange juice. But this time you're adding a little milk to it a little bit of vanilla, and I actually use a little soda water. So let me walk you through how to make this because I'm actually, I'm really thirsty. I'm, I'm ready for a drink. Like Brad said, you have to have fresh squeezed orange juice. Now I will say, and I know we, we talked about it at the beginning and that's going to be our tip section. We'll talk about oranges. I think because it's orange season right now, you can really maybe, I think with Brad, yours too, you can really have fun with a different variety of oranges right now blood orange. There's a raspberry orange. So don't hold back on getting a little crazy. But what we're going to do, I pre-measured three ounces of freshly (laughs) freshly squeezed OJ. Then we're going to do two ounces of your milk. Okay. Two ounces of your milk. Mm -hmm. I'm doing coconut milk. You can do half and half. You can do whole milk. You can do almond milk. Um, I really like coconut milk for cocktails. So two ounces, okay? And then this is where you would add in an ounce and a half or an ounce of vodka. I'm not adding that in, but I'm adding in three quarters of an ounce of this vanilla cinnamon syrup. This is my sub for the Galliano. Now, if you're not doing dry January or if you're not sober, do three quarters of an ounce Galliano because Galliano is sweet. So that's where you're going to get your sweetness I'm not using that, so I need a sweet element. So I made a vanilla cinnamon syrup. So three quarters of an ounce. Mm -hmm. I also am going to add in just a little splash of vanilla extract. Literally a splash. All right. And then... Bakery aisle here. The other thing you could do too, if you don't have vanilla extract, but you have vanilla vodka, use a vanilla vodka. I think it's really nice in like that creamsicle kind of a drink. So I have everything. I have everything in here. I'm going to give it a shake. 30 seconds later. Now, before I pour my drink, I am going to pour in soda water. Or if you're doing the booze, I would say keep it to soda water. I didn't have the booze, so I'm adding in tonic water again for that sweetness. So you're going to add in one ounce of your soda water to your highball glass. And then you're gonna double strain. Look at you getting all fancy. Into your glass. And if you have some room, which I do, I'm gonna top again, just with a little splash of soda water. Beautiful. Oh my God. Better yet, how's it taste? I could only, okay, so. All right, we got a winner. I'm sampling, I know the flavor of Galliano. 
If this were in here, oh my gosh, it'd be so delicious. Both ways are fantastic. I'm so I stoked. Galliano's I know, good. I'm so stoked I'm drinking this, but I can't wait to do it again with Galliano. But this is so an orange creamsicle. It could be boozy or not. It's so refreshing. You have to have the fresh squeezed orange juice. I could totally see this being awesome with fresh blood oranges too, but chef's kiss. Cool. All right. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, that looks, I'm a little bit jealous. It's good. Even as somebody who's not participating in dry January. I know. It's really good. Like, it's delicious. Makes it feel fun. Cool. Well, Jules, shall we get into the history portion of today's episode? You know what, Brad? I'm ready to sit back and relax and listen to you. Perfect. All right. All right, Brad. The Harvey... Wall banger. How's our history looking on this one? It's short, but every time I say that, it still ends up taking 20 minutes to get through it. So. so here's my guess, though. Here was my guess. I was wondering, before we jumped on, I'm like, the history, the history of that. I bet you the history of the Harvey Wallbanger probably isn't too long, but I bet you Brad's going to go into the history of Galliano. I'm not, actually. Really? Go the history of the yeah, interestingly enough, that was, I kind of started going down that path, but I was yeah. like... Just not a ton out there on Galliano. And by the way, Galliano doesn't even know a lot about the origin story. No way. <laughs> of the Harvey Wallbanger, yeah. Oh my God. Wow, okay. So interesting. It's an interesting one. It has some twists and turns and we'll get to the bottom of it here. But there's a little supposition that needs to happen. Is supposition, is that a word? I like it though, yeah. That felt right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, gotta, we gotta kind of make a little leap here uh, using what we know. All right, Jules, let's go back to the year 1952. Okay. And Tom Harvey is a competition server, surfer, not a server. He's a competition surfer. He serves the surf waves. Yeah. He serves it up on the surfboard. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> he, was, he was a competition surfer from Manhattan Beach, which is in California. Oh, wow. And as the story goes, he lost a competition and went to a bar to drown his sorrows on the Sunset Strip. Do we know which that bar? That bar was called... Oh, ooh, okay. Yeah, it was the Black Watch. Ooh, is it still there today? It is not. Oh, no. So he goes in and he orders a drink from the owner, and that's uh, one Donato Duke Antone. Okay. Everybody calls him Duke. Yep. And he serves him up a screwdriver spiked with Galliano. And so that's you know, vodka, OJ, and Galliano. And Harvey proceeds to down many of these in his dejected state. Mm-hmm. And he ends up, now there's two versions of this, three actually. Uh-oh. One version is he was banging his head on the wall in frustration for losing oh, the, uh, the competition. That makes sense. The other is that he was simply just walking and kept running into the wall because he was so drunk. And then somebody else is like, he was banging his head on the table. And it's like, "Mm, that doesn't smell right. Because it's not a Harvey table banger. It's a wall banger. Yeah. So definitely not the table. So it was a mix of just drowning one's sorrows and just being too drunk. Yeah. And interestingly enough, the guy who served this up is... Also famous in his own words, by the way. Is it Dukes? Like the nope. whole chain now? Like Dukes, La Jolla, nope. Dukes? Okay, 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 okay. Nope. Different Duke. Not that Duke. All right. Different Duke. Okay. 
Yeah. So this Duke said he invented the kamikaze. He said he invented the white Russian. He invented the black uh, Russian. He invented Whoa. the Freddy Fudpucker and also the inventor of the rusty nail and the Italian fascination. Okay. These are wild claims. That's a lot. Wild, yeah. wild claims. That's yeah. a lot. You wouldn't be the first person to claim jump the origination of a drink. I don't know. Maybe somebody out there who's claiming that they invented the Cosmopolitan all Martini. Right. I'm going to hammer that all season long. Oh, you should. Yeah. yeah, it's a good story. I know. Neil Murray deserves the credit. If you I haven't listened know. to the episode, guys, go listen to it. I know. But funny how a lot of people take credit. I, and I wonder yeah. how much of it's true, right? Yeah, right. Duke is a little suspect here. So here's the problem. Okay. When you look up Tom Harvey, the surfer, he doesn't exist. There's no record of Tom Harvey ever being a competition surfer. And then when you look up the Black Watch, which is a Scottish name bar owned by an Italian, <laughs> Donato Antone, that doesn't exist either. Hmm. But thanks to a journalist, uh, one Robert Smith, who wrote a great article on this, he did his research and he's like, yeah, no, I mean, this Black Watch bar just doesn't exist. I looked through all kinds of records, you know, LA County, et cetera doesn't exist. But he did find Antone Donato, Antone Duke Donato. That person is in fact real. The problem with the origin story here is that during the 50s and 60s, Duke wasn't living in California. He was living in Hartford, Connecticut. Huh. And so there's no way that this story actually happened. Doesn't mean he's not connected to the drink. It just means he didn't own a bar called Black Watch and didn't Where invent Where would that have even cocktail. come from? Yeah, here's where it gets interesting. Okay. So enter McKesson Imports Company. Now, this is the company that was responsible for importing Galliano to the United States. Today, it's Lucas Bowles, which if you're ever in Amsterdam, I highly suggest doing the Bowles tour. That is such a fun, fun experience. Plus, you get to taste a couple of cocktails at the end. Ooh, we love that. So anyway, so they're, they're the ones that are importing it now. But back then, it was McKesson Imports Company, and Galliano was this obscure liqueur that, although invented in 1896, it didn't have a lot of traction here in the United States. Mm -hmm. So George Bednar, who is hired as the marketing director for McKesson in 1966, starts to hatch an idea. And by the way, prior to that, McKesson ran a staid ad campaign, which simply means that it was kind of like a humorous ad campaign to try to increase interest around Galliano. And the tagline for the campaign was, fond of things Italiano, try a sip of Galliano. And so that was the way they were trying to do a little catchy slogan to uh, get people drinking Galliano. Mm -hmm. So anyways, Bedner somehow stumbles across the wall banger and starts to push it as a brunch cocktail to replace the Bloody Mary. Now, I don't know why you'd want to replace the Bloody Mary. This is just simply a brunch cocktail that's an option for you, right? Like, some people don't drink Bloody Marys. I don't think Bloody Mary needs to go anywhere. Like, Bloody Mary firmly stays as a breakfast totally. cocktail. Totally, and so different. Totally, so different. This is so different, right? I mean, this is like, if anything, it should replace the screwdriver, which is just the most boring cocktail. I could see the argument there for that. I'm on board. Totally. So around 1969, Bedner hired a guy by the name of Bill Young to help with this next campaign to try to get Galliano out there. And Bill creates a cartoon character that personifies Harvey Wallbanger. Now, the character is a somewhat anxiety-ridden looking individual having this like stunned look in his eyes and frizzled hair. And by the way, the hair is like thin. It's the ugliest damn cartoon you've ever seen. Oh, no. But it's got big feet. It's 
wearing sandals and either is in a tank top, a long sweater, or one of those like old timey bathing suits. And the tagline, and he's in various situations, right? Running for president, Mm -hmm. he's surfing on a surfboard, he's on a lifeguard chair, jumping out of an airplane. And the tagline in all these little ads is, so you thought this other tagline was great, right? Interested in things Italiano? Try a sip of Galliano. No, we've got one better. Harvey Wallbanger is the name, and I can be made. That like doesn't even roll off the tongue. No. <laughs> like, it's just, it is so like. And I can wah, be made. Wah, wah. Yeah, I thought that you were pa- <laughs> like it was a dramatic pause for something. They needed a new marketing team. Yeah. I mean, was this guy, this guy was kind of just mailing it in. I mean, the drawing's mediocre at best. And then you got this tagline like, I can be made. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, Made it was. It freaking takes off. And I don't know, really? like, if you ever seen like the Ziggy cartoons, like that was invented in like the early 70s. Remember Ziggy? It was like, a, I don't know if you even saw a newspaper at your age, but. Oh, maybe. The cartoon did, section. did he have an yeah. animal, like a pet animal or something? I don't know. But he's kind of short squat. Anyways, it's just the cartoon looks a lot like something like that okay. style. Okay. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. I used Anyways, to read the newspaper cartoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the tagline had, I can be made, and then it usually was accompanied by the recipe, which they used six ounces of OJ, one ounce of vodka, and a half ounce of Galliano. That sounds boring. <laughs> Super boring. And you know it was like that bottled, oh, pre-made. Don't say it. <laughs> don't even say stuff it. Stuff that's got that bitter taste. Oh. Stuff you kind of get in like a Holiday Inn Express, right? Like, God, <laughs> just yeah. the worst. Anyways, people absolutely loved this. So they didn't just put it on posters. They put it on buttons. They made bumper stickers. They made T-shirts. For that tagline. Yeah, well, the tagline and the character. Just, I don't know, this is a corny character. Yeah. And honestly, I would wear one of the T-shirts if you go out and Google Harvey Wallbanger T-shirt. Like, I totally want one. Well, and it's vintage now, too. So that makes sense. Totally, totally vintage. Yeah. So the Wallbanger is served in discos. It's at posh parties in the Hamptons, country clubs, airplanes, and even in the bar cart on the Amtrak, right? So there's even a recipe for a Harvey Wallbanger cake. That's how big of a deal this became. Harvey Wallbanger took the 1970s by total storm, and that's thanks to one Bill Young. Now, it wasn't just his artwork. It was the tactics that Bill used to get the word out there. So he would go to spring break hotspots and introduce the drink to college students and then throw Harvey Wallbanger parties (laughs) and then create Harvey Wallbanger ambassadors by taking students saying, okay, you are going to promote this at your campus and give them the goods to go do that. And then these people would go make Harvey Wallbangers and it just became this thing. Wow. And it went so strong. Viral. In fact, in the contract with McKesson Imports, Bill Young had worked in a percentage of all cases sold in the United States to be paid out to him. Now, at the time, Galliano wasn't a very big deal. Yeah. But it was selling 500,000 cases a year. way. In the 1970s. Because of this cocktail. Yes. Because of this cocktail became so popular. And I would also have to imagine, right, we talked a little bit about how amaretto became a thing, like the Godfather came out and people just like lost their mind. Yeah. And so Italian-Americans were already kind of becoming cool, Dean Martin and whatnot. But this was like, you like things that are Italiano. Drink (laughs) Galliano. Well, and I have to think too, maybe there's something to dive deep here, but the screwdriver, I wonder if that was a popular cocktail. And then you introduce this version of it, which is obviously 10 times better. And people are like, this is 
all the rage because it's a step up from something they already know. And it's also easy to make. Yeah, it just adds a little zip, right, to the screwdriver. A little vanilla anise kick, which is so nice. And honestly, yeah, I mean, the screwdriver, it's been around forever, right? And people have been drinking OJ and vodka. And so I'm sure people wanted to spice it up a little bit. And it's just, everything kind of came together. I can't imagine how this cartoon... (laughs) But it was the 70s. People like weird stuff back then. Well, right? they were doing like weird jello cakes that were neon green. Yeah, yeah. Cakes with hot dogs in them. Right. Doesn't surprise Aspects, me. like gelatin, yeah. They probably saw the neon yellow Galliano and they're like, I want that. Like flies on a light. Totally. Yeah. So then you're thinking, well, okay, this McKesson guy gets super rich off this. How did Donato get into play? Like, how does this go back to Duke? So did he invent the drink? And... I kind of think, yeah, because a couple of articles about Anton, and again, this is going back to Robert Simon's research, a couple of articles about Anton in a local newspaper in Hartford, where he lived. Mm -hmm. One article, he claims responsibility for a number of drinks, right? All those other drinks that I mentioned, but also one that actually is definitely credited to him is the Italian fascination, which included Galliano. And that drink won him an award. So what likely happened is, is that Bednar... Saw this guy win this award with Galliano, mm-hmm. probably went to visit him, paid him a fee, and said, invent some other cocktails with Galliano in it. And together, they may have concocted a story yeah. around this, or maybe Bill Young got involved and they concocted a story around this. Because Duke is quoted as taking credit for all of these cocktails in the 60s, but... When he's interviewed again by this local paper in the 70s, he takes credit now for the Harvey Wallbanger because it is all of the rage, right? Hmm. So people think, and Wondrich would be one of them, the, you know, the great cocktail historian, is that this cocktail was probably the first cocktail ever invented by an importer's marketing department in Got it. collaboration with another bartender. Yeah. Yeah, and so that is the short but interesting story. Isn't that cool, though? I love that kind of yeah. stuff. But here's, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to ask you as listeners. I'm going to ask you too, Jules. The next time, if you haven't had a Harvey Wallbanger, next time you go out to brunch or anywhere, really, like it doesn't have to be brunch if you don't want it to be, order a Harvey Wallbanger. And then what I want you to do is I want you to tag the Art of Drinking <laughs> podcast because I want to make the Harvey Wallbanger a thing. You want to bring it, it back. It needs to be a thing. This cocktail deserves some attention and this should be the next trending cocktail in my humble opinion. And then I want you to add the hashtag Wallbanger. Hashtag Wallbanger. Nobody's been hashtagging Wallbanger yet. So let's hashtag Wallbanger every time we order one or we uh, make one. Art of Drinking podcast, hashtag Wallbanger. Wow. Okay. I love that. That's so yeah? fun. Let's do it. I think that one, and there's another, I, you know, I, I'm just big fan of orange juice cocktails right now, but like fresh orange juice. It's just, oh my God, there's just nothing juice. better. So I love that one. And you could also do, Brad, and we should cover it. I think maybe we are. The Garibaldi is another good one that's also using orange juice and Italian ingredient. I have got a plan for the Garibaldi. Ooh. Yeah, let's do that next season. Okay. Let's do that next season. Okay, but yeah. art of drinking, hashtag wallbanger. And don't you dare forget hashtag. it. Hashtag. Wallbanger. That might be my first cocktail back in February. I have my engagement oh, yeah. party the first day. So that morning, I'll make a Harvey Wallbanger to, to yeah, celebrate. Yeah, by the way, congratulations on your engagement. Thanks. That is so great. Thank he is you. such a good dude. He's yeah. such a good dude. Yeah, we're excited. We're excited to celebrate. Sad you won't be there. 
to celebrate. I am so sad. Yeah, I have looked at flights from there to Big Sky. Well, then you have to promise me that you'll hashtag Wallbanger and have a Harvey Wallbanger with me in the morning via via Zoom. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure I will. Oh, that's That'd awesome. That'd be awesome. Well, cool. Cool. Well, all right. Let's get into the tips. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Brad, our tip section. And this is actually getting me back to my roots, no pun intended. Mm. I wanted to tip about citrus. We're in winter and citrus, I think, believe it or not, I think some people don't know, it is peak citrus season right now. And so- Oh, I mean, it is. you will find some of the best citrus. And I will raise you that even though you can get some navel oranges, lemons and limes year round, right now, they're just the best of the best. So I wanted to talk to you about some varieties of oranges that you might see on the shelves that you won't see throughout the year. And then I also want to give you a tip on how to pick your citrus. So some notable citrus that you should look at at the store. I mentioned it during the recipe. My personal favorite this time of year is blood oranges. And there actually mm. is a new variety. I believe Sunkist is the grower that created this variety of orange. It's a raspberry orange. Yeah, I've been using those. Right? They're cool. So they look like a blood yeah. orange, but it's not as tart of a flavor, but it's still that bright red. And it does, I mean, they say it tastes like a raspberry. I beg to differ. It still tastes yeah, it's like... a stretch. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a stretch. So those two I like to use this time of year. The other one that's also really fun, especially since the Barbie movie just came out, are the Cara Cara oranges because they have a really beautiful, yeah, they have a beautiful pink hue, which is fun to use. And you can eat the rind. Really? Oh, yeah. You can totally eat the skin of the Cara Cara. No way. It's delicious. Whoa, Brad, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that. That's cool. Yeah, your dad told me about that. And you scoop it out, you candy the, the orange Husker, husk. Dude, Cara Cara's are the best. Those are the best. I mean, those are the best oranges. Oh, they're so sweet. And they're so in season right now. So the season is late fall to late winter. And I believe it starts late November and ends around end of February, end of March, that timeline. So you'll see these still. The other things you'll see are grapefruits and pomelos. So grapefruit, you will see oftentimes throughout the year, but right now they're just the juiciest. Pomelos are the big boys, and you don't see those very often. No. In fact, we were going, I walked by one the other day at the grocery store. I'm like, what the hell is that? And Amy's like, it's a pomelo. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, they're I've fun. I've never had a pomelo. Yeah. I've never had one. Have you, what do they taste like? It kind of tastes like a tart grapefruit, but not okay. as tart. I feel like grapefruit is very tart, and it definitely it's more neutral flavor of that. It just has like that big rind. I don't know. I love them. I think they're so cool. The other things you can find right now, my personal favorite is the kumquats. Those, I know you can eat the whole thing. You can eat skin and all and just pop them like cherries. And then lastly is tangerines, mandarins, and clementines. So those are the little citrus. Mm, Yeah. So you'll see those out and about. Of course, you'll have your navels, your lemons and limes. Meyer lemons are also in season. But don't be scared to use citrus right now. It's so delicious. And when you go and you purchase your citrus, a tip, when you look at the citrus, you really want to find a skin that's bright in color and that's really shiny. And another really good way to test if it's a good citrus is give it a tight squeeze. And if it gives you a little pushback, that means there's juice in there. It's a good one. If you see a citrus... It's a little bit dull in color, kind of has a rough skin, and you give it a little push, and it's stiff as a rock. 
Do not buy that one. There's no there's no juice in there. And <laughs> that is now will, potpourri. <laughs> no, you will be able to tell. You can tell because one of the skin is just like just soft, smooth skin, and the other one's just kind of bumpy. It kind of has those pores on it. Oh, so I didn't know that. I sometimes see like lemons and limes that have the bumpy skin versus the smooth skin. So you don't yeah. want the bumpies. No. You don't. And I I don't know why that happens. I don't know if maybe they picked it too early or they picked it too late. But, whoa, did you see that? What is going on there? (laughs) What What is happening? (laughs) That's so awesome. What is happening? I don't know. You're like on fireworks going off behind you. What the hell was that? You know, I can't win with this platform. I don't know what's happening. I mean, we're personally, excited. I liked it. Yeah. We are so yeah. excited about fresh citrus. Was that the hook? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All Holy right. smokes. Anyway, use citrus right now and make sure you pay attention to which ones you're picking because there's good ones and there's bad ones. But don't be scared, like with the Harvey Wallbanger, if it says orange juice, to get a little crazy and maybe use a new varietal of orange citrus. Play around with the varieties of citrus and see how the drink tastes. Yeah, there you go. There's your tips. Well, there you have it. Cheers, Uncle Brad. Cheers, Jules. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Don't worry, we will have the photos and recipes for today's cocktails on the website, joinjewels.com. And if you got questions or comments for us, hit us up on the Insta at The Art of Drinking Podcast. And of course, find Jules at joinjewels or at Favorite Uncle Brad. That's me, also on the Insta. And hey, subscribe to my cocktail club on Facebook. All you'll need to do is search Join Jewels Cocktail Club, and there you'll see what other cocktail enthusiasts are shaking up. This is a Red Rock Music Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, like, and review The Art of Drinking with Join Jewels and your favorite uncle wherever you get your podcasts.